book of Nehemiah. Now, originally Ezra and Nehemiah in the Hebrew Scriptures is one book. And these are uh, books of the Restoration Period. And here in chapter 1 of Nehemiah, this takes place somewhere about 446, somewhere in that vicinity. Nehemiah is a good man. Ezra is a good man. They deserve to be read and studied. Well, I'm going to give you my, the title of my message. Hold your place there in chapter 1. I'm going to go to chapter 6. And I'll give you the title of this. Verse 3. And I sent messengers unto them, saying. Now, what Nehemiah is doing, he's building a wall around Jerusalem. I am doing a great work. So that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease whilst I leave it and come down to you? That's what I'm talking about. We're doing so great a work. We cannot come down from this work. What are we doing? We're serving the Lord and his kind of church. You say, well, it's not very big. It's not very far reaching. Well, it's kind of far reaching. But not very big. And that's not where the Lord's power is. Uh, his powers and his word. But anyway, we see here in verse uh, 3 of chapter 1, Nehemiah was a cupbearer in the court of Artaxerxes, a captive in Babylon. They'd been in captivity. All right. Well, they told Nehemiah, I'm trying to abbreviate this a little, the remnant that are left of the captivity there in the province, that would be in Jerusalem. He's in Babylon. But in Jerusalem, he said, uh, they are in great affliction and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem also is broken down, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. Now that would be the problem that Nehemiah sees. And verse 4, it came to pass when I heard these words that I sat down and wept and mourned certain days and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. And And said, I beseech thee, O Lord God of heaven, the great and terrible God that keepeth covenant and mercy for them that love him and observe his commandments, let thine ear now be attentive and thine eyes open that thou mayest hear the prayer of thy servant which I pray before thee now day and night for the children of Israel, thy servants, and confess the sins of the children of Israel, which we have sinned against thee. Both I and my father's house have sinned. We have dealt very corruptly against thee and have not kept the commandments, nor the statutes, nor the judgments, which thou commandest thy servant Moses. Remember, I beseech thee, Thou, the word that thou commandest thy servant Moses, saying, If you transgress, I will scatter you abroad among the nations. But if you turn unto me and keep my commandments and do them, though there were of you cast out unto the uttermost part of the heaven, yet will I gather them from thence and from there 
and will bring them unto the place that I've chosen to set my name there. And then he says, now these are thy servants, and so on. But this is Nehemiah's uh, his prayer to God, and he beseeches the king, Artaxerxes, to let him go back and do something about his people, about Israel. And so, uh, verses 4 through 9 that I just read, the problem is what he said in verse 3. And the cause is verses 4 through 9 that I just read. And then we see in chapter 2, in uh, verse 2, we'll read verse 1. It came to pass in the month Nisan, in the 20th year of Artaxerxes, the king, that wine was before him, and I took up the wine and gave it unto the king. He was the king's cupbearer. Now I had not been before time sad in his presence. Wherefore the king said unto me, Why is thy countenance sad, seeing thou art not sick? This is nothing else but sorrow of heart. Then I was very sore afraid, and said unto the king, Let the king live forever, paying his respects to the king. Why should not my countenance be sad when the city, the place of my father's sepulchres or graves, lieth waste, and the gates thereof are consumed with fire? Then the king said unto me, For what dost thou thou make request? What are you asking me for? So I prayed to the God of heaven, and I said unto the king, If it please the king, and if thy servant have found favor in thy sight, he was the servant, that thou would send me unto Judah, unto the city of my father's sepulchres or graves, that I may build it. So there was his request. Now in chapter 2, verse 10, he grants the request, he gets letters to go when he goes past the river, Euphrates. And in verse 10, well, look, verse 9, Then I came to the governors beyond the river and gave them the king's letters. Now the king had sent captains of the army and horsemen with me, and when Sanballat the Horonite, and Tobiah the servant, the Ammonite. Now we're going to find out a lot about these two. When they heard of it, it grieved them exceedingly that there was come a man to seek the welfare of the children of Israel. Now here's my point on this. Nehemiah is doing a work, a God-approved, king-approved work. And told by and saying about it are mad about it. I want you to know, when anybody does the work of the Lord, There's probably more mad about it than are glad about it. You can write it down. Don't be surprised. They don't want the work of the Lord to be done. It's all over. And that's what our people have had to face 
Baptists have had to face it since the time of John the Baptist and Jesus Christ. They're always, the enemy is always present. Look at verse 19 of that chapter. But when Sanballat the Horonite, Tobiah the servant, the Ammonite, and Geshem the Arabian. Now you got three of them. Sanballat, Tobiah, and Geshem. They heard it. They laughed us to scorn. Don't be surprised. Any work you attempt for the Lord, especially one done through the scriptures and according to the scriptures, everybody ain't going to like it. Matter of fact, very few will. And then, look at verse, I read 19. Uh, they will begin to falsely accuse. We'll see that in just a minute here. Look at chapter 4. Verse 1. But it came to pass that when Sanballat had heard that we built the wall, he was wroth. It means I ain't wrathful, angry. And took great indignation and mocked the Jews. And he spake before his brethren and the army of Samaria and said, What do these feeble Jews? Will they fortify themselves? Will they sacrifice Will they make an end in a day? Will they revive the stones out of the heaps of the rubbish which are burned? Understand now that's the way that's the way Nebuchadnezzar left it 70 years before this. Now Tobiah the Ammonite was by him, and he said, Even that which they build, if a fox go up, he shall even break down their stone wall. Now imagine building a stone wall and a fox shaking it down. When I watch on this Antarctic, Antarctic, those foxes, Arctic foxes, they're actually small creatures. They walk on top of the snow. They have to force themselves to go down. And get find a mouse or something down there. They don't just fall down there. They don't create much disturbance at all. They they sneak up on you. They sneak up on about anything. But he says if a fox goes up on a stone wall, that he'll shake it down. That's kind of ridicule, isn't it? Yeah. Well, let's look here now. Hear, O our God, for we are despised, and turn their reproach upon their own head, and give them for a prey in the land of captivity. And that Tobiah was speaking in verse 3. Now this is Nehemiah speaking. 
He said, cover not their iniquity and let not their sin be blotted out from before thee, for they have provoked thee to an anger before the builders. Now you might call this an imprecatory prayer because Nehemiah is praying for the judgment of these enemies of God. Now you know the liberals don't like that. And some ridiculous so-called believers, Christians, oh, we have to love everybody. Really? Doesn't sound to me like Nehemiah loves his enemies, the enemies of God. And Nehemiah says, verse 6, So built we the wall, and all the wall was joined together, Unto the half thereof, for the people had a mind to work. We can get the job done. If all of us that are concerned, we'll do it. I mean, you get sick, we get old and feeble and all that. But as long as we've got breath in our body, and we all pull together, work together, we can get the job done. This church gets the word of God out. We get out a long ways. And there's, we're not done yet. But we need the participation of all of our members. And that means we take the covenant, we, we, we agree with the covenant that we will support the services of this church. Amen? And when we join the church, we agree to the church covenant as it agrees with the word of God and the word of God teaches us that we're not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. If, if, if the church services don't matter to you, what's wrong with you? I'd say something plenty wrong. But this is where we meet with God. His honor dwells here. His word dwells here. And this is where we Begin our service to God. We get our strength here and we go out and we witness. We testify of the Lord. Look at verse 17 here. Now back up just a little bit. Verse 15. It came to pass when our enemies heard that it was known unto us and God had brought their counsel to nothing. That we returned all of us to the wall, every one unto his work. And it came to pass from that time forth that the half of my servants wrought or worked in the work. And the other half of them held both the spears and the shields and the bows and the haberjons. That's all weapons of warfare. And the rulers were behind all the house of Judah. Now we're all working together. Only half of us are work, doing the work. The other half is protecting us. They which build it on the wall and they that bear burdens, carried loads, with those that laid it, loaded the loads, everyone with one of his hands wrought in the work and with the other hand held a weapon. Spurgeon had a magazine he put out called The Sword and the Trowel. And I think it's still being sent out today. The Sword and Trowel. 
Now those words are not in there like that. But this is what it's talking about. They had a trowel. That's laying stone. In one hand and a sword in the other. And I believe that's how we ought to do the Lord's work. He said contend earnestly for the faith. And we don't back up from the faith. Chapter 6. Now chapter 5. Or chapter 3 I'm sorry. Chapter 3. I'm not going to read much in there. But chapter 3. Is the certified history of the work. Certified history of the work. For example. He names the people. And what job they did. Verse 3. But the fish gate did the sons of Hassanaiah. Build who also laid the beams thereof and set up the doors thereof, the locks thereof, and the bars thereof, and go through that whole thing. Now this is this is uh, almost twenty five hundred years ago, and we've got the certified record of all of these people. Who worked on building the wall. And what family. Nobody in the whole world. Has any kind of history. To this detail. This will stand up in a court of law. Liberals are all. I don't believe that was done. Yes it was. And we've got the certified proof of it right here. Now look back at uh, chapter 6. Chapter 5, people complain about the the bad economic shape that they're in. But chapter 6 now, verse 1. It came to pass when Sanballat and Tobiah and Geshem, the Arabian, and the rest of our enemies... (laughs) Heard that I had built the wall and that there was no breach that's opening left therein. All of the gaps been plugged up. Though at that time I had not set up the doors upon the gates, that Sanballat and Geshem sent unto me, saying, Come, let us meet together in some one of the villages. In the plain of Ono, but they thought to do me mischief. They said, Nehemiah, come down. Let's meet in the plain of Ono. And Nehemiah said, Oh no. (laughs) So what are they doing? They're changing their approach. Oh well, you all just need to get away from all that harsh doctrine that you teach and just let some of that slide and let's just all have a Holy Ghost meeting together do you think that's not still going on as we speak I've been 
accosted verbally by many for trying to teach against that. Bill Kazee wrote a tract, excellent tract, Why Baptists Cannot Unionize with Others. We, we don't. Now, when, when God talks about unity, he talks about the unity of this church. We can't be in unity with the world. But this church needs to be in unity about the doctrine. But he's not talking about us unifying with everybody else. But they all want their union meetings. They want to go down to Rupp Arena. Or they want to go to Wilmore. And they want to have, and just not pay attention to what anybody believes. Isn't that what's going on? That's what was going on right here. Forget all, let bygones be gone. Be gone. Be bygones go by. Forget all of that, and let's just concentrate on the love of God right now. We'll all join hands. Let's have a national day of prayer that everybody can join hands and pray. I got to know who you're praying to. I got to know what you're praying about. Well, all right. Where was I? Verse 3, And I sent messengers unto them, saying, I'm doing a great work, so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease whilst I leave it and come down to you? We've got our work that God has ordained us to do. The Richmond Road Baptist Church and every other New Testament Baptist Church. We've got our work to do. We don't have the time. We don't have the inclination. Nor do we have the mandate from God to cease what we're doing. To go and join up with others in any kind of so-called meeting after all did he not tell us to try the spirits of what sort they are and prove them prove all things and hold fast to that which is good so let's try unity and interdenominationalism i heard that many times in the last few weeks oh just so wonderful they're down there all different denominations and they're all just joining hands and praying and loving one another. You see, that's, that's exactly what I'm against. And you see where all of that's going to lead to? It's going to lead to the one world church which is coming soon. But it won't, it won't come with our help. Amen. All right, so now when Nehemiah turns them down, yet they sent unto me four times after the sword. They just kept on. And they keep on. Maybe you'll break after so much. But Nehemiah didn't break. 
And I answered them after the same manner. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother Nehemiah. You answered them after the same manner. You didn't budge. You didn't change your message. You didn't back up from your message. As all majority of them are now doing. Then sent Sanballat and his servant unto me in like manner the fifth time <laughs> with an open letter in his hand. Wherein was written, it reported among the heathen, and Geshem, the Gashmu is the same as Geshem, saith it that thou, you, Nehemiah, and the Jews think to rebel. For which cause thou buildest a wall that thou mayest be their king. According to these words. Now look what he's doing. Look how he is falsely accusing Nehemiah. And Nehemiah is doing anything but rebelling. He's there. He's under with kingly authority to be there. And he's not doing that to rebel against the king. He's doing that to protect the people of God. And thou hast appointed, also appointed prophets to preach of thee at Jerusalem, saying, There is a king in Judah, and now shall it be reported to the king according to these words. Come now, therefore, let us take counsel together. Now, now you don't got people out there saying, We got a king in Jerusalem now. If his king hears that and believes it, you got a, you got a war going. He wasn't doing anything like that. You know, they're doing that all over now. They're saying that, that people that are preaching the whole counsel of the word of God, for example, <clears throat> God made marriage. He made one man and one woman together <clears throat> for a family. And if we teach that, preach that, That's hate speech. <coughs> and if we teach that there's only two genders, <coughs> I don't know whether anybody's ever found another one or not. But I'm pretty sure there's only two. Male and female. And I've heard estimates that there's 16, 17, 18 or more different genders. We're just telling them what God said. This, this is the word of God. And that's what he said. He's, he's the author of all this. Well, anyway. So, they're changing their attack. They're accusing. Verse 8, then I sent them to him saying, there are no such things done as thou sayest. Defending himself. But thou feignest fakes them out of thine own heart. For they all made us afraid, saying, Their hands shall be weakened from the work that it be not done. Now therefore, O God, strengthen my hands. Now, so now they've, they've tried everything they can think of. Hadn't worked. Now they're going to make another attack. 
In verse 10, afterward I came into the house of Shemaiah, the son of Delaiah, the son of Mehetabiel, who was shut up. So Shemaiah was shut up in the temple. And he said, let us meet together in the house of God. Now, he said, Nehemiah, let us meet together in the house of God within the temple and let us shut the doors of the temple for they will come to slay thee yea in the night will they come to slay thee he said well at least come down from the from the wall stop your work and meet with me in the house of God and that way we can be safe did that get you safe I don't know we can be safe. And we all got to be safe. Well, my safety comes in the Lord. That's where our safety comes from. So, well, you might die. And it's not might. It's not, it's when. It's not if. It's when. We're going to. Now there's a million ways to die. And I don't know. I don't want, want a painful way. It might be. I don't know what's coming. But don't try to frighten me with death. Talking about nuclear bombs. I don't know how many megaton nuclear bomb that China is wanting to send over here on us. I don't know, they say that, that what they bombed Hiroshima and Nagasaki with, just, just small potatoes compared to what they've got now. I don't know what they've got. I don't know, Russia, Korea, North Korea, Iran, China, they've all got nuclear weapons. I don't know. They say, well, they're, they're going to they're gonna bomb us. Well, if they hit close enough, you won't know anything about it. If they hit far enough away, the nuclear fallout may get you. It could happen. I'm not saying it won't happen. But they can just kill you one time, folks. And it's appointed unto man wants to die. And after this, the judgment. So, he says, come on into the temple and be safe. We're very concerned about you, Nehemiah. He's lying, dog. He's not concerned about Nehemiah. Just like Biden ain't concerned about any of you all, any of us. He's not concerned about those people in Ohio that that train derailed and all them chemicals up there. He's not a bit concerned about them. He's concerned about Illegal aliens. He's not concerned about those people. He hadn't done anything for them. Won't even let anybody do anything for them. That, and that homosexual that's married to a man, whatever his name is, he's a joke. All of his administration is a joke. That's all he's got is 
freaks like that. And that'll do anything. But look here what Nehemiah says. I said, should such a man as I flee? If you're God's man, God's woman, should you be fleeing, running from the enemy? And who is there that being as I am would go into the temple to save his life? I will not go in. (laughs) I got a job to do and I cannot come down. And lo, I perceived, here we go, that God had not sent him. (laughs) Try the spirits of what sort they are, Nehemiah, you're right on target, brother. But that he pronounced this prophecy against me, because Tobiah and Sanballat had hired him. It was a conspiracy they was all working together to try everything they could figure out to get Nehemiah to come down off the wall and quit building the wall. They're all connected. And so look at verse 14. 13. Therefore was he hired that I should be afraid. That is... Uh, this fellow Shemaiah was hired that I might be afraid and do so in sin. If he'd come down off the wall, he would have sinned against God. If we come down from where we're standing, we sin against God. That they might have matter for an evil report, that they might reproach me. My God, think thou upon Tobiah and Sanballat, According to these their works and on the prophetess Noah died and the rest of the prophets that would have put me in fear. Had them all enemies. And then verse 15. So the wall was finished. In the 25th day of the month Elah. In 50 and 2 days. And it came to pass that when all our enemies heard thereof. And all the heathen that were about us saw these things. They were much cast down in their own eyes, for they perceived that this work was work of God. We're doing so great a work, we cannot come down, folks. Well, it doesn't seem to be much. Well, I'll tell you what. What we're doing, worshiping God in the spirit and the truth, in the sanctuary of his, the sanctity of his kind of assembly that can trace its baptism back to John the Baptist. And we are contending earnestly for the faith once delivered unto the saints and not moving away from the word of God We're doing so great a work, we cannot come down. God help us to continue to stand. Let's all stand.